You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today, I have Angela Matthews on the line. Now, if Angela seems familiar, looks familiar, sounds familiar, it's because I've had her on the podcast before back in December of 2019, so two years ago, um, for episode 21, which I'll have that link in the show notes as well. But I'm so happy to have her on because she's a DIY investment coach and strategist, and she's the founder of the Happy Investor Method. So her goal is to make investing accessible and fun for all. As an experienced investor and investment trainer, she has conducted workshops, seminars, and one-on-one coaching with thousands of individuals and businesses from all walks of life. As a first-generation investor, like many of us listening to this podcast, she has learned to invest successfully, and her investments have allowed her to travel all over the world, I'm trying to be like her, 45 countries and counting, um, take care of her parents, pay for her wedding, and purchase her first home, all while planting the seeds for her first trust fund babies. So I am so excited to have Angela on the line. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It has been so long. So much has happened. (laughs) So much. I'm like, oh my gosh, what can happen in two years? Everything. Um, (laughs) But Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I said, we'll never, ever say that ever again. Like post pandemic, we're like, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, literally. Um, but we ran into each other again at FinCon this year. And, you know, we went to a speakeasy, which y'all, Angela put me up on speakeasies and they are so fun. Like I want to find every single speakeasy everywhere I go and just go. Um, <laughs> But it was just so fun catching up with her. And I was like, let's do another episode to catch people up and talk more about investing because that's what a lot of people want to hear about. (laughs) So what has been new with you? Like what has gone on? You know, we know the pandemic is crazy, but um, what has gone on in the midst of the pandemic as far as you and your brand? Well, everything actually has been great. And so what happened was, of course, you know, pandemic happens and everyone had to shift and pivot and figure out what business looked like. So prior to the year before that, I had just had a conference and I was thinking, yeah, maybe we should do another conference, bring people together, teach them about investing. Pandemic hits, everyone realizes we're contagious and no one wants to be around new people ever, right? (laughs) And so what happened, I eventually just started focusing on other things. I focused on investing. During that time, it was one of the the stock market had taken a hit. And for me, anytime the stock market takes a hit, it's a sale. So some people freak out and I freak out with joy and people freak out with tears. And so I'm like, oh my God, it's a sale. Like I've been waiting for years for this for this moment where Amazon and Nike and all these companies are like literally on sale. So I actually focused a lot on my personal investing during that time. And then I started teaching people like, hey, this is how you really build wealth when everyone else is freaking out. Mm-hmm. And our business like, exploded. And so during that time, we had the most successful year where people were really realizing that the government isn't going to protect you. Like companies were starting to furlough employees. If you all remember that um, people were letting go, things were crazy. And they realized I can't just let somebody else pay me. I can't rely on an outside force to pay me. I need to figure out how to pay myself. And so really, and truly that's investing. If you don't want to start your own business right away, you can either just invest in other people's businesses and let them pay you. And so that's what happened. And it's been good. 
Awesome. Awesome. So that's excellent news. Excellent news. And I know that has been a constant topic that has come up in like my Facebook group or people just reaching out to me like, should I be investing right now? And why now? Everybody listening, you know, we all love a good sale because I preach about sales all the time because I'm allergic to full price myself. But um, <laughs> with that being said, just like Angela said, you know, when the market goes down, that is a sale. Like it's time to start buying up some things, you know, because what we know, right, Angela, and correct me if I'm wrong, the market, even though it takes a drop, is still going to recover eventually and it's going to be on the increase, right? Absolutely. Over time, it always goes up over time. So there will be moments where it'll dip, but truly people who really do make a lot of money in the stock market long-term, we need those dips to actually get things at a cheaper price so that when it goes back to normal, the price skyrockets and you make more profit, more money. So we actually need those dips to survive as investors. And that's why I think they actually happen. Awesome. Awesome. And I just realized something. I did not do this in the beginning, but let's go ahead and do it now. All the information in this episode is for entertainment and educational purposes only. This is not investment advice. This is so you can learn more about investing. Okay, now we're back. So, <laughs> And I will add to that investing in the stock market does involve a risk. If you have any questions, please seek the advice of an investment advisor. Please do know that you do have the risk of losing all the money you put into the stock market in addition to the potential of making it increase. Yes. Yeah, so now that all the disclaimers are out the way, because those are very important, y'all. Um, I wanted to talk to you today about what happens when you, out, how do you know when you outgrow your brokerage? So just for the audience that may be new to investing concepts and terms, a brokerage is how you actually invest your money. So you have to put your money in to a brokerage account, and then that's how you're able to buy stocks and things. So I just wanted to set that, you know, terminology up. So how do we know when we outgrow the brokerage company that we're, we're using? So in the beginning, when you start investing in the stock market, you really don't know who the best brokerage company is. You kind of go with the link that someone sends you for free stock. That's what most of us <laughs> do, right? And so you'll probably have a Robinhood. Maybe you have a stockpile account. Maybe even you have some stocks through your cash app or your Venmo, right? Everyone's like giving Everybody's you stock it, ability right. now. And so at some point you might get wonder, hey, how much money have I made so far from this? You're going to start looking around your account and you're going to actually see that it might be pretty hard to find out. It might be hard to find out how much you made over time versus just the last 24 hours. Because usually when you go in your account, that's what it shows on the first screen. It's like you made this much in 24 hours or lost this much. And so you'll start noticing that you're ready for more, especially when you want to pick up the phone and call somebody, like when the market goes crazy. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, never noticed there wasn't a 1-800 number for me to call them and see what's going on. Like, okay. Or as you start thinking about, hey, people talk about Roth IRAs or IRAs and you're like, oh, is my account an IRA? And then you look in your account and you're like, no, it's actually real regular, huh? No tax benefits, okay. Hmm. So these are some questions <laughs> that start arising, I feel, when people start becoming more serious about their investing, when they see like, okay, I bought Tesla at $850 and now it's worth $1,000, like, whoa, this investing thing works. Or maybe they bought GE at $14 and now it's worth $60. Holy smokes, okay, I need to start being serious about this. 
And that's when you need to start thinking about a serious account, because I bet you there isn't a self-made millionaire out there who made a lot of their wealth through investing, you know, chilling on like a stockpile account. It's not going to happen. It's not. There, there's a disconnect. You, you can see that, right? Stockpile millionaire. No, that that person, that that gal goes with like the Charles Schwab, the TD Ameritrade, the big boys. Mm-hmm. And so we want to introduce you to the big boys. Exactly. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, when Robin Hood, Stockpile, all of these companies came out, I liked it because it allowed people that normally wouldn't look at investing an easy entryway into investing. But I also tell people, don't stay there. There's a lot more options. <laughs> There's a lot more options like the, you know, TD Ameritrade, the Fidelity, the Charles Schwab, all of these other big boy companies um, that have way more options. And so let's kind of get into that a little bit. So like when you have the Robin Hoods and the stockpiles and things, you're pretty much doing just you know, basic stock investing. So you're just picking a company and you're saying, oh, I want to put $20 here. So you're getting fractional shares because we know Facebook, Google, Amazon is not $20 a share, (laughs) Um, but you're getting fractional shares. And then, you know, you're just watching your fractional shares grow. But what's the difference between these robo brokerages and like the big boys that we're talking about? And so you want something that you can kind of grow into. And so if you wanted to think about like an elementary school, I would say that stockpile, stash, and those, those are like pre-K, right? And so you want to think about the stock market in terms of this thing has been around here for hundreds of years, hundreds of years. And so you want to think about, well, is there a company that's been around for a long time too, that has weathered the storms? Remember in the beginning, we said the stock market goes up and it goes down. And so you want a track record of that, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I think about the the apps on our phone, you really want to have another company that also gives you perks and benefits for trading with them. Mm -hmm. And so additionally, you know, you'll think about, say, even for a Roth IRA, a lot of us should get Roth IRAs if we don't have them, because when you take your money out, the government isn't going to tax you on when you sell your assets or your stock or anything like that because you already paid your taxes. Mm-hmm. You got that money after you got your paycheck. You're like, you know what? I got my paycheck. The government already took their taxes. I'm just going to put a little bit in this account. Mm-hmm. And the government later, in every other account, when you cash out your investments, the government's like, whoa, whoa, got to take some of that money back. Got to pay Uncle Sam. You know, you made like a thousand, but where's my hundred? Except for the Roth IRA. And that account, you made like a hundred, a thousand dollars from your investments. Government's like, dang it, they already paid me. I asked them for that money. Right. right. I can't double tax them. So double tax them. So that's why it's so important. But then when you try to get, you can't get that in a Robinhood account right now. You can't get that in a stockpile, a stash. You can only go to an actual like old school brokerage company. And it's just as easy to open up an account with them as it was with Robinhood. It's just that that's kind of like old money and this is new money. And so you want to be in between the old and the new money. Mm -hmm. And I will mention like now those brokerages are easier to get into. I know when I started um, investing, this was, I'm not going to say when, but it was years ago. It was a long time ago. 
um, in order to get an account at like, let's say Vanguard, you had to have $3,000. And so I had to squirrel up all my money and, you know, and now I was so excited that I had my 3000, I could open up a Vanguard, but now it's not like that. You can literally open a brokerage account at the big boys with nothing really, um, really it's just some paperwork fill out and you're done. Um, and then you choose how you want to fund it. And a lot of them don't even have like minimums anymore or anything like that. Or fees? No one. Yeah. Back in the day, you used to have to pay like six dollars a, a treat, a trade, or transaction. And I, I do give credit to Robinhood and those other apps that they saw that people weren't going to those big companies. And because I mean, why would I pay you six dollars when Robinhood lets me do it for free? Mm-hmm. And so they're starting to learn. So I do think because of Robinhood and those other apps, I'm still so grateful for them. And I still use my Robinhood every now and then too because they're pushing and they're forcing the evolution of making investing available for the masses and not like the millionaire or the thousandaire that has disposable income that way. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that because I remember when that whole movement happened, like where you saw like when Robin Hood first came out and, you know, all of those like robo brokerages and they were doing free trades. Then all of a sudden you see an uh, announcement for Charles Schwab, free trades, mm-hmm. Fidelity, free trades, TD Ameritrade, free trade. Like everybody started going like they went from the five dollars. Then some of them went to like a dollar trades. Then, then they were just like free trades, everybody free trades. And then even I think Fidelity, they have certain, um, now they have certain funds where it's no fees too. And so now a lot of these brokerages are trying to figure out how they can keep their market share. Um, And a big part of that, like you said, is all these robo brokerages where, you know, our generations, (laughs) we're like, we need something now, we need something fast, and we need something that's going to be the least expensive as possible to get me in the game. And the, the big boys, the hundreds of year old companies, they started seeing that and they're like, okay, we're gonna have to tweak some things to keep this demographic (laughs) yeah absolutely hey if you don't if you don't evolve you're gonna get left behind period Mm -hmm. and that's kind of even for people who think like investing isn't for them a lot of people were really good savers you know and they got they got the savings down pack every time i get paid i gotta save a little bit and the savings are going higher and higher but even just recently they mentioned that inflation rates are getting higher and higher And so if you put it in a really good savings account, maybe you're getting 0.5%. But if you invest it in the stock market, the stock market typically in a year will move at least 8%. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is someone's going to give you half a penny or eight pennies per dollar. And which one do you want? Mm -hmm. Half a penny or eight, (laughs) right? That's just it. And so you want to think, start thinking about it, because the thing is, it's like you'll see that as people start investing more in stocks and crypto, you're going to be there with your savings account. And then you're going to look at your other friends who are like, oh, I just bought a house. How'd you do that? I liquidated some of my investments or I liquidated some of my crypto or whatever it is for them. You want to be a part of that conversation. Or if anything, you want to be the person in your whole circle. If there's only one, you want to be that one. So that you can be it, you can be the example, and then you can show other people how to do it too. Exactly. And I'm so glad you brought that point up because also it goes back to what we were talking about before too, right? So like with with investing, don't invest anything that you can't afford to lose. That's what I tell people. Um, Make sure that whatever you put in, you are okay with 
it could be gone tomorrow <laughs> because, you know, you never know. Um, so, you know, usually I'm like, okay, make sure you have, you know, a little emergency savings and then the rest, you know, you can start funneling to investments or debt or whatever it is, whatever goal you're trying to work on, but it's important. It is so important um, to make sure that you are, you do have a piece of investing. And I think we might've said this in the other episode, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it again. If you have access to a 401k or I, you know, or anything, work-related, that is your baby step into investing. Like that is your baby step. And so um, a lot of people leave that stuff on the table, but that is investing too. And then I also want to add one more account that allows you to get tax-free benefits when you take money out is the HSA. Now, granted, you have to do it on medical expenses, but the government in that one has a triple tax benefit because the money goes in tax-free, it grows tax-free, and then you can take it out tax-free. So, it, but as long as you use it for medical expenses. So that's the only caveat with that one. But between the Roth IRA and the HSA, Uncle Girl. Sam where? No. <laughs> yeah, who? Uncle Sam, my, my sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> seriously though, like it, it, you want your money to grow as much as possible. And I know a lot of people think about like medical expenses, like I'm young, what are the medical expenses that I'm gonna come up, like, come up with? But you would be amazed I mean, honestly, you, you have children that's going to be gone. Like, like you're going to spend a lot just in co-pays with kids. Um, mental health is real. And so therapists, if you've been thinking, man, I want to see a therapist, but it's too expensive where I can't afford that. Your HSA will pay for your therapist, any form of chiropractors. I go to a chiropractor. I swipe that HSA card. I go to Walgreens. I'm like, <laughs> I swipe that HSA card. I mean, like legit anything that has to do with my outer bot my body mm-hmm. is that hsa card i mean help man can i get real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i went looking for a, a, a counselor the other day right and i was like you take hsa and she was just like yeah i don't take insurance but i take hsa i said that's all you needed to tell me man here you go here's this hsa card and i took it because at the same time like it's real, like mental health is real. And, and I think that a lot of people in our community, we don't talk about it, but I think we're probably the community who needs it the most. Like if you're young, right? There's a lot of pressure, pressure from what you wanna become, pressure from what you're expected to be and pressure from what you actually are. Mm-hmm. And so having that, that sounding board outside of you who doesn't know you from Adam, it just helps so much. And I know we didn't talk about mental health or anything like that, but as you start acquiring money, And as you start acquiring wealth, you may realize that the other people around you aren't about that conversation Mm. and you may think something is wrong with you, but nothing's wrong with you, boo. You're just evolving, but you need to have somebody else on the outside who could see you for who you are and who you want to be and not hold you down. And so you could pay with that with your ACSA card. (laughs) Right. And see, sis, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I talk about mental health a lot, like on my podcast, on social media, because it's so important. And like you said, in our community, we are the ones that don't talk about it when we probably need it the most. And all of the things you talked about, but then add on the generational trauma, add on media, (laughs) add on all of these things that are coming at us on a daily basis, a minute by minute basis, really. And you think you don't need to talk to anybody. I feel like it is the most freeing thing. And just to 
have the tools to look at things differently. Because a lot of times we get stuck in our minds about, you know, maybe budgeting, right? We're like, oh, I can't budget. I tried that. I could never do it. It's too hard. You know, I don't want to restrict myself. You know, whatever story you want to tell yourself. But then you realize, like, let's say you talk to somebody or they give you a different outlook. Budgeting isn't about restriction. It's about giving you permission. Now, it's flipped. You get what I'm saying? But it's not until you talk to somebody about something, you know, whatever it is that that's bothering you and you are able to get those those new tools and those new thought processes and things to kind of get through. So I I'm so glad you brought that up because this is the right place for it. Thank you, sis. Um, <laughs> you ain't hear it just from me. You heard it from Angela as well. Please, 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 as a community, can we like get the stigma out of mental health because it's so important. Just like the stigma out of money, it's so important um, for us to to evolve and grow. So thank you for that. We needed that. You're welcome. And it's funny too, because like I just had a training. I do webinars, right? That's my jam. You want to find me, catch me on a webinar um, or a training where we just spend like an hour and we just talking about money and investing. But I just did one and I went through an entire segment on financial trauma. And I said, what, where did your financial trauma come from? And this is something that is real and people don't talk about it, right? And for a lot of people, yes, we had some, I call it a YMU moment. So there's like a young mess up moment where we done went and got a credit card and maxed it out. You was just being a young mess up. Like you could let it go. It's not you now, you learned your lesson. But sometimes people don't invest because they're like, no, remember that last time we did this one thing and it, it just snowballed. It up, right. And so they think they're not good with money. Then there's also another time when you have like a money rejection story where it's like someone's just like, you know, you're not worthy. Like, why did you buy that? You're not worthy enough to have it. Or someone who's rich in your life looks at you and they're like, you're never going to be rich or poor. That's one. The last one that I spoke about and that I talk about is the fact that guess what? This wasn't created for me. And so for a lot of people, when they look at investing, it's sad to say, they're like, it wasn't created for me. It was created for like an old white dude. Rich. Mm. I am anything but. And so when you stand up, like I say, I'm not an old white dude. I'm actually quite young, short, <laughs> and very beautifully melanated. And so <laughs> that's, the, that's kind of it. And so if it's not created for us, that's a lie. But you have to look at people around you that kind of go counter to that narrative, but you might not have even realize that that's what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Like some people, they would have seen investing in the show notes or in the title, and they'd have been like, oh, that's not for me. Investing wasn't created for me. And they wouldn't have even caught that thought. They would just scroll by it. But why isn't it for you? Mm -hmm. Why can't you have your money grow in your sleep too? Why can't you get paid for the iPhone that you just bought by actually owning Apple stock? Right? It could be you too just like it is for me or for anybody else out there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's all about awareness, right? So once we become more aware of how we think about different things, that's how we can change. Like, otherwise, there's no way for us to know what needs to change, like what thoughts process needs to change. We're not aware of our thoughts. A lot of times, uh, <laughs> the thoughts that we have are so subconscious a lot of times that we don't even realize that we're having the thought until somebody points it out to us. And then sometimes when somebody points it out to us, we hop on the defense and we miss the whole 
whole message. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like awareness is key in everything. And that's what I've been personally practicing more of is just nailing down my mindset, nailing down my mind frame and everything. Like all the books I've been reading lately, everything is about mind. You'll probably hear more mind stuff, podcasts and me talking at events and stuff about your mind. It's so important because once you realize that you can conquer this and you can get this on board with whatever goal, the sky is the limit. And so I'm so glad you said that because I've, I've heard that from some of my audience. It's like, oh, invest in, you know, I don't know how to do it. I don't really, you know, it's not for me, you know, this, this, that, or the other. Investing could be for anybody. As long as you're willing to take the time to learn, to educate yourself, um, whatever the case may be, you can be another Angela. You can be another Tiffany. You can be another Terry. Terry Egioma, she killing the game and investing right now. Like you can be another one of us. We're all black. We're all women. Um, We're not all white guys. And so we, And that's why I'm so glad that Angela has her platform where she's teaching us more about investing. Absolutely. Like we all get to go. We all get to do it and you get to do it in your own way. There isn't, there isn't a right or a wrong way to this. Like there's no wrong way to make your money grow. Your money's growing, you know? And as you start investing, you're going to, you have to find the thing that goes with your personality, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe there could be someone who's like, I'm not investing because I don't have money to be a day trader. I don't want to be a day trader. It's too risky. It makes me that's me. I get fidgety as hell. Like I just can't look at my phone all the time. It's going up, it's going down. And and then at the end of the day, I'm like, this is what I made. I can't all that for that. I can't do it. I can't do it because I love, I love my peace and my calm, but tell me to hold on to a company for five years. Okay. I'm cool. Tell me that company could potentially five X and I'm getting paid for something I did in five minutes, like years later that's my flow. That's my jam. And so you just have to find what goes with your personality type. Mm-hmm. Some people might not even want to invest in stocks. Their thing is real estate. That's okay too. Just go and have your money grow. Like just find your lane. Like you owe it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different avenues. Like it doesn't matter what you're interested in. There's a way that you can invest in it. So like, for instance, when I was at FinCon this year and I was talking to like the crypto guys and then there was the gold guys, right? So they were like, oh yeah, invest in gold. You can invest in commodities. Let's say you really like corn. Go ahead and invest in some corn if you want to. (laughs) Like, There's so many different things that you can invest in that, you know, it can fit whatever your interest is. Um, I know a lot of people like sustainable investing. And so they only do, you know, stocks for companies that are sustainable or funds that are sustainable or whatever. It doesn't matter if you don't agree with guns and tobacco and stuff like that, you can always find something that fits that bill. So thank you, Angela. These are important like mental blocks that we put on ourselves. A lot of times we put all of these mental blocks on ourselves. We think investing is too hard. Um, You know, you don't want to do day trading because you think it's too time consuming, but you don't even think about value investing, which is what you do. Right. And so you do the long term. So you looking at what stocks are currently being um, undervalued in the market on sale and I'm gonna go ahead and buy those and then I'm gonna watch them grow over the years and if I decide to pull out cool if not cool and that's the same methodology that um the likes of like Warren Buffett and stuff uses if Warren Buffett can do it why can't we (laughs) 
That's exactly. He don't even know. He my rich great 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 granddaddy. He is. He just don't know. But he got a girl. He got a grandchild here looking like me, and I'm making him proud. And so it's true. And I'm I'm gonna go to him one day, hopefully when if he's still here. But I'm like, hey, I'm I exist because of that man. And he probably didn't even think he would have created a me. But that's kind of the beauty of it. You know, we each impact each other. And um, you you get to find your way. You get to find your lane. I think that's kind of what, what Tiff and I are just saying. Like you get to owe it to yourself. I know the conference that whenever we meet back in person again, that was it. It was like a shopping, a shopping mall for investing. We spoke about real estate. We had an option trader. We had a, a short-term trader. We had someone who did um, long-term passive real estate, active real estate. We had like, it was literally six topics and everyone sat. They didn't have to choose which session. Everyone sat and got the same information. And then on the like second day, it was like, so which one do we think you want to go with? And you just chose your lane. You're like, you know what? I like this land flipping business. I like, you know, I never knew you could do that. And so you just get the information, then make the decision and you can do it. Mm -hmm. And like, and I learned, I learned something new every day. Um, I know not too long ago, I had a couple on um, black couple from the, I don't do toilets podcast they opened my mind to a whole different way to do real estate investing that I had never even thought about. And that was owner financing. So it's like, there's so many different, like there's so many different avenues to make money out here in these streets. Like <laughs> just cut it up, dice it up. Like they just, I mean, we just invested in two hotels. I didn't even think that was possible. Like I could own a hotel with the name, the brand, like Hilton, that me, Stabridge, me, how? But there are ways. It's just, honestly, the whole point, you just elevate yourself and make your money grow so that you can invest it more. And then one day, it's a long-term play. It's five to 10 years. But guess what? You work at it for five, 10 years diligently. If you work at it, Tiffany and I were just talking about it. If you put energy into something, there's no way but for it to work out. So you put five, 10 years into something for a lifetime of not having to worry about it. Mm-hmm. You just start. You just got to start it. Right. And as we're on it, you got to just stay on it. A lot of us, we've been investing and some people might be like, you know what? I stopped. I did that a while ago. When last did I look at my brokerage account? Sis, bro, go back in your account and see what's going on. That's your money. Pay attention to it. If you pay attention to it, it will grow. Yes. 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 Thank you so much for bringing that up. Cause I forgot we even had that conversation before we hit record. Um, it's so whatever you put your energy into, it has no choice, but to give you what you're putting in. Like, that's just the way of the universe. That's the way of the world. The more you put in, the more you get out. And so if you have investments already, let's say you decided you want to open up a Robin hood or whatever, and you just put the money in there, you don't check it no more. Um, yeah, it could be growing. But it's better if you're checking it and you know, okay, it went down a little bit. Let me go ahead and add some more. Or, you know, you you can kind of be more in tune and see where you can make improvements with whatever it is you have going on. Or even if you didn't start, you can use that as a way to go ahead and start and just start immersing yourself into the education part, immersing yourself into all the different ways. So that way you can pick what's right for you. So thank you so much, Angela, for coming on again. I'm so glad you graced us again with your presence. Um, If anybody wanted to find out more about you or whatever it is that you have going on, webinars, what have you, how can they find it? So if you go to happyinvestorguide.com, you're going to see a list of all our upcoming things. I know we've got a first stock challenge. 
which is a free challenge. So if you ain't in the investing game, come to the first stock challenge. And if you are in the investing game, you still want to come because you want to make sure that you're actually doing it right. Besides like getting on stash and stockpile. Like my goal is to liberate everyone from stash and stockpile. And I can't do that until I show you why it sucks for managing an actual portfolio. Like you play in hobby. This could change your life. It's time to like, let's get a little serious with it. And yeah, all that to say is you can find me there, happyinvestorguide.com and you're going to be good to go. Awesome. And I'll have all of those sh- all of those links in the show notes. So if you didn't catch all of that, just check out the show notes, the description, it'll be all right there and you can click and go and invest. Um, thank you so much, Angela, for coming on once again. It's always a pleasure when we connect um, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thanks for all the work you're doing with your listeners and your community. Thank you, boo. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at moneytalkwitht. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.